The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin. Thank you for that gorgeous music. I always feel like I'm walking onto like an epic battlefield in Lord of the Rings. And I sound like a dork because I've spent too much time hanging out with my brother. I am, of course, on with everyone's favorite person, Paul Michael Bolin. How you doing, Paul? Oh, I'm doing okay. Now, I am going to say this. I know every week we say we're not going to talk politics. We're actually right. not going to do it this time. We're going to focus on the Oscars. So if you write in political questions, we're not answering them. Now we I'm will do saying. this. We can do this. Yes. <laughs> what do you, th- what do yes, you think, Yes, we Paul? can do this. We can do but this. As you told me, exactly how many of the nominated films have you seen so far? Uh, well, let me see. None of them. Okay. <laughs> I got I got my stuff to vote for them, and I haven't watched any of them. Um, that it's really really depressing. Yeah, but I do I, have my favorites. One, two, three, four, five. I've seen five out of the nine nominations for Best Picture. Really? Now I heard Fences was very very good, but mm-hmm. I gotta say, like Denzel Washington is sort of racist, so I'm not really a big Denzel Washington fan. Uh, explain. He doesn't like white people. Like, legit. I've had a lot of friends that have worked with him. Um, he had a driver from the studio that was given to him and said, no, I only want a black guy. So he fired the white guy, and the only other black driver that, you know, was was around uh, had an ongoing gig and said, I'm not giving this up to go drive him. I've, I've got an ongoing gig with a show. Mm. And so he, he actually doesn't like working with white people. I didn't well, know that was a thing. Well, his movie, uh, Fences, was based off a play, which I saw a, uh, a recording of the play. I didn't see the play live, uh, the original, uh, one of the original uh, productions of it with uh, James Earl Jones, who I thought did a better job than Denzel, but, you know. It's James Earl Jones. Come on. Of course he did. Yeah. Come on, like it's James, Yeah. Like, it's, it's James Earl Jones. Of course he did a better job. It's just the freaking voice. Oh, my God. I love James Earl Jones. I can't believe Casey Affleck is up for an, uh, an Oscar. Like, why Why are we giving Oscars to the Afflecks, people? Just saying. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, everything, I, Manchester by the Sea is one of the films that I have not seen because I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for it from everything that I've heard about it. Is this like a Marissa Tomei thing? We just feel sorry for them, so we're giving them Oscars? Oh, she was great, my cousin Vinny. It was not an Oscar-worthy performance. 
Yeah, I disagree. The color purple didn't get an Oscar, but she got one for my cousin Vinny. Right, right. Those Come were on. About, what, six, seven years apart. Not the point. I'm just saying. Let's if we pull up the the other movies from that year, I will guarantee you there was something better. Well, like Jerry's I said, the, these are just. You didn't like *Jerry's of Fire* because that's with one. Yeah. Oh, that was a great I movie. Just, I, you say, I don't disagree. You know, I, I think Color Purple was a great movie, too, and I've always said that Whoopi Goldberg's a national treasure. Uh, but Chariots of Fire was kind of better, you know? I don't know if that makes me... Uh, you know, I don't uh, think the movie... I'm, it, I'm not comparing the movies. I'm saying that not, they weren't put up for that movie. Like, the movie should have at least been up. What? Color Purple? Yeah. It was for Best Picture, wasn't it? Uh, here, let me pull this up for you. Okay, while we're figuring on that, let's figure out something else. Uh, now, have you seen La La Land? No, I haven't, but my mom said it was shit. <laughs> She's going to be on the show, yes, later, by the way. Yes, and that is my... I, uh, there's an internet thing called uh, uh, Honest Movie Trailers, and did an Honest Movie Trailer uh, for like, I all love the Oscar Honest films. Movies, yeah. Films and they called it uh, La La Land was also known as Hollywood Handjob because it is pretty much a love letter to Hollywood and Hollywood just loves that. I know. Um, so the Color Purple was nominated. It didn't win for anything. Not in like one department. That was eighty four, right? Yeah. Didn't win for anything. But I got to say, like, everyone said that the uh, Academy really didn't like Spielberg. I have to agree with them because he didn't win anything until uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, we're supposed to won. That was, a, that was a year that he won everything. Yeah, but until then, like, he didn't win for E.T. He mm-hmm. didn't win for The Color Purple. Like, he really didn't win for anything, and he did some incredible work. Well, did you see the uh, uh, when the nominations came down, and this was the year that he had Jaws out there? They thought mm-hmm. for sure, since, a Jaws, since Jaws kind of like changed everything, i.e. that was like the first summer blockbuster, and da 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 and his, uh, what he stated was, it's like, everybody likes a winner, but nobody likes a winner, you know? Yeah. Because he won the box office that year, like, big time. But if, if we can't, but I think we need to include the box office. Let's be honest, you can throw up art films all you want to, and there are some ones like Slumdog that are great, like Slumdog mm-hmm. Millionaire. But really, we go for art house films as opposed to films everyone wants to see. If there, if there is a, uh, if there was a fair market, I hate to say this and everyone's going to hate me, but Deadpool should have been up for an award. Oh yeah, I completely agree. That was the uh, that was the best movie I saw last year so far. Now I haven't seen, a, like I said, I haven't seen everything that was out last year. I haven't seen four of the nominations, but I enjoyed the living hell out of Deadpool. Everyone fucking saw Deadpool, and it was a great film, and it was groundbreaking. It really was. Uh huh. Um, and so why why isn't Deadpool up for an Academy Award? But we have well, Casey been- fucking Affleck. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, Casey did more of a, this was more of a, uh, what's the word, Uh, Casey was more of a give me an Oscar please roll, you know. Well, yeah, everyone does those. I'm I'm just saying, like, I really want to see Viggo Mortensen win. I like him. He should win. He's a nice person. I did not (laughs) see his 
I haven't I seen it either. I just like Viggo Mortensen. Mm. No, I've liked Viggo Mortensen since he squared off versus uh, Christopher Walken in that Prophecy movie. Oh, my God. I love the Prophecy where he played the devil. He scared mm-hmm. the shit out of me when he creeps up behind him and said, do you remember when you were a little boy Yeah. and you thought I was under your bed? And I was. Mm-hmm. It, it basically, I, I went to Catholic school, so it basically made me want to kill myself. Fair enough. Really, I, I wanted to be a nun. So this was like really traumatic for me. But Viggo Monson is an incredible actor, and I think he's a very underrated actor. So I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him. Um, Jeff Bridges, always great. I'd like to see uh, Emma Stone get it, but not for La La Land. And then, of course, Meryl Streep. Like, it's even a fair competition. If anyone else wins when they're in the uh, category with Meryl Streep, I think it's rigged. From what I've seen of uh, Ruth Nega and Natalie Portman's performances, who were also nominated this year, both for Loving and for Jackie, respectively, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, yeah, I, I think Vegas, uh, I think Natalie Portman is probably the one who should deserve it. Because uh, I did see La La Land, incredible. and it just bored me. Blue. Oh. Yeah, it, it blew. Um, i, I got to say, I love Natalie Portman. I do, but again, when you're in the category with Meryl Streep, I don't think it's a fair contest. I think they just should hand her an Oscar every year on principle. Just be done with it. Like, uh, best actress ex- first goes to Meryl Streep, and then we need to start voting for the second best actress because she's always going to get it. Right, right. Yeah, she, I mean, maybe she should just... literally the best. Like, we, we should just give her the lifetime achievement. Yeah, okay, so let somebody else win. Yes, because, and it's, it's not a bad thing. She deserves it. The woman is incredible. I mean, genuinely incredible. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie that she's in, uh, but, you know, I did have a fantasy football team named Sophie's Choices, so you can just take, take that as red. <laughs> I, I always look at it like this. I don't have to see the film she's in. I know it's the best film. Or, or at least best actress. Right, but it, it's not always the best film. Last year, if you saw Ricky and the Flash, ugh. It doesn't have to be the best film. If she's up for best actress, she's the best actress in the category. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, but luckily we go by performances, so. Yeah, but every performance she does, her worst performance is better than anyone else's best. Uh, did you see Ricky in the Flash, where she tried to play a rock star? No. Yeah, her and Rick Springfield? Mm-hmm. There was, there's a bad Meryl Streep out there. There's a bad couple of them, yeah. yeah. Oh, I need to look at those. Viola Davis is always also very, very good. Uh, she was nominated for supporting, correct? For Fences? She was. Now, I have to say, everyone was complaining that it wasn't diverse enough last year, and I'm seeing a lot of um, diversity nominations. Oh, yeah. And that kind uh, of pisses me off. Supporting Actress has three African-American nominations as it is. Well, that pisses me off, because there are women that legitimately... Deserve to be, and by the way, Viola Davis is one of them. But I think by trying to add diversity, you cheapen um, the achievements of people that have earned it. It's, it's like PC hires. That being yeah. said, I beg the company I'm working to not to fire me because I know I was a PC hire. Yeah, I have only seen one of the films that uh, an actress was nominated for a supporting role, and that was Viola Davis in Fences, and she. 
oh, yeah, there's that, that moment that, that's going to be in her Oscar presentation, you know, where she's freaking, you know, losing her mind on Denzel is amazing. But she's an incredible she's an actress, actress, period. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you, always for Best Director, they've got the same things. It's always the same movies, the same group of people. And it's never the popular films. I know we have two minutes to a break, but I'm going to ask the audience, write in and tell me, what film do you want to see up for the Oscars? One thing I do have to say, and this I'm going to cut in and I'll talk about this when my mum's on. Um, five or six years ago, every year I'd get an invite to the Oscars and we get offers for like, how many tickets do you want? Please come, blah, blah, blah. As soon as they started selling tickets to the public, they're not handing them out at the studios anymore. So what you're seeing is less and less studio people and there are actually less and less celebrities coming because they're selling more and more tickets and it's turning into a celebrity cameo rather than a Hollywood night. It's really interesting. Now I'm just going to the Golden Globes instead. <laughs> like, screw it. I'm going to the Golden Globes. Oh, um, you can drink no, Golden Globes. But, uh, yeah, that's true. But I do find it really genuinely bizarre. Um, I don't think short films – like should be in there and there, there are a lot of things that I think need to be updated and seriously guys I think we should have had Deadpool in because yeah. box office does talk about best picture and I think box office should be taken into account right, not just for marketing because let's face mean it we got to nominate a Twilight film uh, I think we should have oh. they would have lost and we definitely sure as Fuck, could not have put Kristen can't move a face Stewart up for anything. But um, the reality is box office talks and Hollywood listens every day except Oscar night. It's the only time they don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. I like we're I referring to, you know, Al Spielberg won everything when he won for Schindler's List because he also put out Jurassic Park that year, in which case he won yeah. every other thing. You know, yeah. you won the box office that year, and of course that took every technical award as it should have. But it's still, but that's it. But do you notice, I think Schindler's List was an incredible film. But Jurassic Park should have been in consideration for Best Picture. My opinion. I agree. Uh, all right, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we will be on with Dr. Ross. After that, we will be on with Patty H. Morris talking about all things Hollywood. And next week, we'll be talking about the winners uh, who won the Academy Award and why we think they're wrong. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. 
As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And we are on with your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Ross, asking all kinds of questions. And we have some interesting ones today. G'day, Dr. Ross. Welcome to the show. Hello, Summer. How are you today? How are you doing? Good. I'm, I'm good. We're, good. we're talking about the Academy Awards and uh, what oh. we agree with and what we don't and why we think Deadpool should have been nominated. Um, we have some interesting huh. questions for you today, though. Ah, okay. So, a I'm lot looking of the forward writings... To them. <laughs> A lot of the write-ins we've been getting have been about skin, and we get a lot from women. So you're very popular with women wanting to be gorgeous. How do I get rid of post-pregnancy stretch marks? Janet in San Francisco, California wants to know. Well, I would tell uh, Janet not to panic because uh, tincture of time erases a lot of stretch marks. Uh, The types of... uh, Interventions we have are uh, uh, go from Retin-A or uh, vitamin A products, uh, Retin-A, Renova, um, also uh, a little bit more invasive would be uh, laser treatment. Uh, Sometimes uh, microdermabrasion where you kind of sand down the skin can... uh, reduce some of the more severe uh, forms of stretch marks. Sometimes they're pigmented and purple and uh, people want something done about it. But as I say, uh, tincture of time is uh, is the key to stretch marks and uh, uh, they will fade with time. I, and everybody I knows that. Didn't, I, I didn't even think... Uh... Think about microdermabrasion, but I guess if you can use it on your face, it's safe for wherever they. Have. I, I don't even know where she's getting these stretch marks, so I'm not. I'm not going to guesstimate. <laughs> the next question we have is from Jess in Spokane, Washington. G'day, Jess. I'm actually going to be going to Washington in about a week, so maybe I'll bump into you there. How can I remove the bags from under my eyes? Well. Uh Bags under your eyes are, yeah, I should say from uh, the outset, are not a sign of uh, 
of a uh, serious underlying medical condition, uh, 99 times out of 100. Uh, and uh, they usually come on with the passage of time. Uh, there's uh, fat that uh, helps support the eyes that can migrate to the lower eyelids, uh, and that's part of the aging process. Uh, there, there's a quick and easy uh, treatment um, with cool compresses. Uh, they, they can help uh, the appearance of bags under the eyes. Uh, in more severe cases, surgery on the eyelids, chemical peels, uh, laser resurfacing, those, those are approaches that are taken uh, for more serious uh, um, you know, more uh, obvious uh, sorts of conditions, but uh, try the cool compresses under the eyes. Okay, cool compresses under the eyes, and don't panic over the stretch marks. They'll go away. I like that. And the next one I found very, very funny, and part of the reason I picked it was I've had this question written in a couple of times in a couple of different ways. I don't like to drink water. Is there anything else I can drink or do to get my fluid intake from James in Denver, Colorado? I agree with you, James. I don't like water either. Mm. Well, uh, our bodies are made out of water. Our, our cells basically swim in water, so we need it whether we like it or not. But uh, I, I understand the question, and um, I, I recommend and I get this uh, question often as well, that uh, uh, what, what can I drink? And I recommend, uh, you know, fruit or vegetable juice, certainly. Um, there are herb teas that uh, uh, offer uh, a change in the flavor of the water and, and flavored waters as well. Um, I would... Uh, say that your listeners uh, should avoid caffeinated beverages or alcoholic beverages because they don't really count, so to speak, uh, for your fluid intake. Uh, you need uh, 8 to 10 uh, glasses of, of water a day. So uh, if you're taking a diuretic, you're, you're not achieving that goal. Um, one thing that I've uh, myself have enjoyed is uh, almond milk. Uh, that's a non-dairy sort of a milk that tastes good and could be used in uh, smoothie, making your smoothies, and uh, it's it's uh, becoming uh, a lot more popular than it used to be. That's awesome. I've never. Uh, I don't know if I've had almond milk. I've had soy milk. Well, you know, we uh, we talk a lot about uh, weight reduction, and, and soy does have uh, soy can be obesogenic, and uh, that's why I prefer uh, that's why I recommend almond juice over uh, almond what, milk over what is obesogenic. Uh, soy milk. Yeah, what is obesogenic? Uh, leading to weight gain. Shit. <laughs> so almond milk, you say? Yes. And there are different <laughs> sorts of almond milk there, and you have to look at the caloric uh, content, 30, 30 grams, 60 grams, 90 grams of uh, uh, 90 calories per serving. So uh, try to pick the 30, 
30 grams per serving of almond milk. I mean, you can't miss it in the dairy case anymore because uh, the the trend is really away from dairy products and towards these uh, substitutes, which are really... um, you, you really couldn't tell the difference if you were blindfolded. Uh, you can use them in recipes. Uh, we had some the other night some uh, fr- uh, some uh, uh, some shrimp uh, uh, and uh, uh, noodles. Uh, what am I thinking? Sh- uh, shrimp scampi. And the recipe called for milk, and we used uh, almond milk, and it, it just it was so good. It was. Uh, you couldn't taste the difference. Superior, I would say, to regular milk. So I, I'd say that's a just a little tip from me. But um, you want to avoid your caffeinated and your uh, alcoholic beverages. Uh, uh, whiskey is not the answer to uh, question number three, Summer. I, that was going to be my next question. Does whiskey count? So no. <laughs> the answer. It, it seems the answer is never whiskey. <laughs> I drink my feelings. I drink. <laughs> Paul drinks his feelings. I mean, come on. One day the answer has to be whiskey. Um, who? Which was your favorite question for today, Doctor Russ? Well, I think we enjoyed the third question, uh, and uh, so I would I would say the listener who presented that question win, wins the book. So, James in Denver, Colorado, you are going to be getting a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, which is a phenomenal book. It tells you how to get thin, fit, and happy. And really, it does. I can tell you it gives you more energy and it makes you feel more alive. So I'm going to send you a copy of that book, courtesy of Dr. Russ. Thank you so much for writing in. And I'm going to ask you, Dr. Russ, is there any question that whiskey is actually the answer to? Um, well, I uh, it's, it's one of, one of uh, people's favorite spirits. And uh, so I, I'd say... It's, it's got to be one of the favorites. So, what, what's your favorite spirit? I, that's, that's the only your thing it's ever the answer to. <laughs> oh, great. That's the only thing it's the answer to. So, it's what's your favorite spirit and what not to do. Fabulous. Um, I do want to say, everyone, get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at authorhouse.com or go to drkennethruss.com, uh, drkennethrussmd.com, right? Well, not uh, kennethrussmd.com. Kennethrussmd.com. You see, I can't even get this right. So go to kennethrussmd.com, go to authorhouse.com, uh, go to Amazon, get your copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Get thin, get fit, get happy, get more energy, and feel better about yourself. Dr. Ross, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, I might add that uh, if folks do visit the website, they'll find that we offer a full uh, range of services. If uh, they're uh, looking for someone to do uh, general health uh, sorts of Services, prevention and wellness, immunizations, work, school, travel exams, minor office procedures. I, I had discussed with you before, described the TMS that we do for depression, yeah. chronic disease management, uh, addiction medicine, weight loss medicine. Uh, we do hormonal therapy for transgender individuals. So 
You do everything. We we feel that we uh, can help uh, a lot of people. So uh, if people want more more information, they can visit the website. Guys, check out KennethRossMD.com. Really, they do everything for your health, your wellness, all of your needs. Go see Dr. Russ. He is fabulous. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Summer. Uh, Thank you for the endorsement, and uh, I look forward to uh, uh, visiting with you next week. I look forward to chatting with you next week, and I know you're going to be on my friend Eric's show. He's trying to commandeer you, and uh, so are a few other people, so I will announce on here when you're going to be on those shows. I look forward to that as well, and uh, I think it's thanks to you that uh, we're able to get the word out there about uh, uh, health, and uh, I appreciate your, uh, your endorsement. Well, I think you're fabulous, and I go to you personally, so I can easily. It's easy to endorse. That's where I go. <laughs> so <laughs> you're my, you know, I, I go to Doctor Ross. I do say, I will say that he is the best doctor I think I've ever had. Doctor Ross, you. thank you so so much, guys. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Patty H, or now she's known as Patty Morris. We're going to be talking about all things Hollywood, the Oscars, who we think should win, who we think shouldn't, and why we think Steven Spielberg was always ignored. I'm Summer Helly. We're on with Paul Michael Bowen. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of the bioeconomy, tune into TerraTech with host Jim Lane. Every day, new and substantial products are in our lives. What we wear, eat, and drink in our travels and in our health. TerraTech will spotlight these products and show you where and how they are being used. Listen for TerraTech live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the innovators and the innovations and move forward. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. And I'd like to welcome our guest, who's my mum. For those of you that don't know, she was in the film industry long before I was. Maybe not that long. Uh, and we are talking about everything Oscar. G'day. Welcome to the show. This is Patty Morris. Hi. Hi, everybody. So I've got to ask you, um, Paul and I my were talking at the movie. beginning. My favorite movie for the year. Yes. <laughs> um, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, that was brilliant. I thought just the perspective they used, it was so different. I loved it. Just, just absolutely loved it. And Summer, I did not say La La Land was shit. I said I was <laughs> very disappointed. That means La La Land was shit. Okay. What, what, what well, am I missing? <laughs> I'm trying to be polite here. Um, I the disappointment came from so many years of music and dancing and loving these musicals that they make into film. I think they're exciting and wonderful. I wasn't excited by the music, nor the acting, nor the script. I was. It was just we sat through it. Is basically that's, what we did. I'm trying. That's what I've heard from everything from everyone. Is nobody? What am I missing? I'm missing something, and I don't know right. what it is. What are You're not missing anything. I saw it. I saw it, and it was, it's been called Hollywood Handjob, and that's basically what it is. Yep. It's a love letter to Hollywood, but not the greatest we've done. Yeah, it, it's really, I mean, it, it, it's not good. And unfortunately, we were talking about um, the Oscars themselves have have changed a lot. This year, they're trying to diversify uh, six or seven years ago, they'd throw, you know, if you're in the Guild, you get tickets to the Oscars. If you're at a studio, you get tickets to the Oscars. Now that they're selling right. them, there's actually a list of celebrities that aren't going to be attending. Johnny Depp's not coming this year. Sandra Bullock's not coming. And they're they're not coming on principle because they've sold out the Oscars to the public. I know um, I, I actually called to get my mum tickets, to get, to get Patty tickets, because I was – always offered the tickets and this year they're like well we're we're selling them the studios only get three each yeah no that's terribly terribly disappointing and uh i guess the question would be if they're not up for a movie they still would not request johnny depp or any of them to pay they usually pay them to come no they're not going on principle meaning they're not they're selling the tickets rather than bringing in the celebrities so unless you're nominated you're not going now. Well, I'll Where make a deal. Be, I'll, I'll buy a ticket if they'll give me a celebrity swag bag. That you, they're not doing the bags, <clears throat> Mom. Um, I hate. I hate to tell you, you'd be really they're disappointed if you. Saw. They're not doing that anymore either. They're that doing a, a few. That was a big thing. But if you looked at the Oscar bags last year, they were actually very, very disappointing because most of the people that are coming now are the public versus Hollywood. So if you want to step into a night of Hollywood, go to the Golden Globes. Yeah, um, because once they moved into the Kodak Theater, I didn't know this. I actually had offered, um, I know, you know, for Paul and myself, people that have been here forever, there was a time where they couldn't fill up uh, the auditorium oh. for the Oscars. 
Yes. And then they once they go- start... Pardon? I was going to say they would actually they have people outside, and if people looked like they were dressed appropriately, they would pull them in. And that, and so the way they ca- combated the the way they decided to combat that was to start selling them. Once they started selling them, it became more coveted, and they started cutting out kind of the Hollywood aspect. So. Even five years ago, you could go to the Oscars and you'd be with studio heads, you'd be with all kinds of people. It's not the case anymore. You go in, you're not going to find the studio heads. I know friends of mine from Fox, uh, my friend from Fox, I know you know who I'm talking about, Mom, I'm not going to bring his name up on air. He wasn't invited and he's in charge of it. Um, He wasn't invited the last two years. So it's kind of gotten to the point that even the people running the studios are no longer being invited and the studio's tickets are going down, down, down and they're selling more and they're now blocking the celebrity section off from the public. So even if you buy a ticket to the Oscars, you're not going to be near the celebrities. They're in their own section. It's kind of like the celebrities are in a fishbowl and everyone else is buying tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm I'm actually a little shocked by that. Paul's probably not. He's been around longer than me <laughs> doing this. What are your thoughts on this, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really, well, really I, I've got this on my bucket list, of course, and um although I'm in T V that is not going to get me to the Oscars. I thought I thought like I said, I've been offered tickets before, so I called in to get you some and uh, the studios, the way they're doing it, because they're given such a limited number, they're doing a lottery among their own people. And then people aren't wanting to go from the studios because it's changed so drastically. And they said it started changing when they moved to the Kodak Theater. Is right. kind of when everything started to change. So I don't wasn't know. I wasn't the original able- Oscars at the uh, Roosevelt in Years Hollywood. Was it- Roosevelt Hotel, yeah. Yeah. Years ago. Oh, yes. And then, uh, so this is their third move, really. This is their their third move. But once they moved here, they expanded capacity, couldn't fill it, couldn't give the tickets away, started selling the tickets to the public and limiting the number of studio people and celebrities. So now it's kind of more of a buy your way to see a celebrity than it is an award show. Oh, that's a shame. I think you should have an, a, the lottery for the people who want to go, but all the studio people should be going. You no, know, the studio the people point. now get a lottery. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, really, it's really bizarre the way they've changed it. And I have, again, my friend that runs things over at Fox, um, he said he's not even bothering. He's just gone to the Golden Globes. So I think that the uh, Academy Award is cheapening their own brand. With some of the things that they're doing, I don't know. Nominating things like La La Land. Yeah, you keep nominating. (laughs) I I have to agree with you there, Paul. You keep nominating crap, guys. You ignore Steven Spielberg, and then you nominate crap. Come on, we got to do better than these people. I agree with you about the other movie you were mentioning too. That that one-off Marvel. Um, I thought it was Captain Fantastic. No, the oh no 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 Deadpool. Yeah, it Deadpool. just kind of blew me away. It was—I really had to watch it to even 
keep up with it, to be honest with you. It, it's I, a it good was film. Different. And shame on my people at Paramount for turning that down. Shame on you. We should have kept that. <laughs> um, but good, good, Fox did a good job. I'm not going to complain. Um, I will say, though, uh, Paul said during the break, and he made a very good point, Steven Spielberg invented the summer blockbuster with Jaws. That was the very beginning of the summer blockbuster film. And yeah. Would you repeat the quote you you gave Paul about winning in Hollywood? Oh yeah, uh, when he was nom- when he wasn't nominated for Jaws, they got him on like a home camera, saying that you know Hollywood loves a winner, but they don't love a winner. And I have well, to agree with that. I heard over, yeah, I heard over the years. Now Spielberg has always been one of my favorites. Because he puts on the screen what my mind envisions. I mean, I couldn't even begin to tell you. I, I just respect and admire that man so much. And the first years, although he was put out great movies and they weren't nominating him, um, I, the feedback I was getting is that he was getting too big for his britches, as a polite way to put it. And they seem to are arrogant. They... I really couldn't put my finger on the pulse of what was going on, but they did not want to nominate him. They didn't. They want somebody who's more entrenched in the film industry than Spielberg was. Spielberg came out of the gate a winner. That's the only Absolutely. way to put it. Absolutely, but what, what, how great, how marvelous for him. I, but because someone's that. a prodigy, people resent a prodigy. Look at it from that, that perspective. That's poppy syndrome. It's tall poppy syndrome. You want to cut down the tallest flower. The reality is Spielberg is one of the greatest filmmakers, period. Not of our time, not of whatever. It's, it's of period. Since film, Spielberg is one of the best. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. when you look at, um, Paul and I were talking earlier, they didn't put Jaws, uh, they didn't put um, Jurassic Park up for best film. It has an incredibly strong cast. It has amazing the, the acting's actually incredible in that, if you watch it. When you look at, like, Laura Dern and some of the people in this, they weren't putting in action movie yeah. actors. They put in strong actors. He put in strong actors. And that's the beauty of Spielberg, is he doesn't, if he does an action film, he puts in a dramatic actor. So you're going to feel what's going on. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but that didn't go up for best, for best picture. And I, everyone's going to kill me. Schindler's List was beautiful and one of the most traumatic films I've ever seen. But I think, oh, yeah. I think Jurassic Park should have been up there. I think E.T. should have been up there. And uh, I think we... Pardon, Mum? Yeah. No, I, go on. I was just going to come in with a little story, but go on. I, I think we have it. to take into account the box office because that does that does lend itself to best picture people may not like the tent poles and fine a tent pole gets nominated every year whatever but if the audience is coming to see it it should be counted for a best film and i think deadpool should have been counted it was beautifully acted I, it was incredibly I, shot i, I think it so might much. have just been the just too different for them no, i mean it didn't they even follow the it was, a, it was a, it was you know, it was really different. It was a comic book yeah, movie. They're not going to put a it up. Superhero get pegged on screen, so you know. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I'm just saying they're not going to put up a superhero film. It's not going to happen. 
They're not going to put up a Marvel film. I love you, Stanley. You know I do. I'm going to see you at the. Actually, I'm going to see him at the Palm Springs Comic Con. Um, but come on, as you got to take the box office in. I'm 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 on my soapbox again. Save me. <laughs> I really do think you have to take box office into account. Um, you I know thought. we have. Well, they on. should. But then they're, they're going to go most popular, not best. No, no, know? no. But it, I didn't say it should win. I said it should be taken into account. I agree. If, if we're paying our money to go see a film, clearly the public likes it. That should contribute. I'm not saying it should win, but it should be considered so a contribution. As a percentage, they don't even uh, account. Uh, no, they send us a bunch of DVDs. Like, I know Paul yeah, gets right. them, too. We were talking about this. You get a stack of DVDs, you and, watch them and, you- yeah, and you vote. And I didn't and vote this year. You. I know, and shame on you. I would have taken should've. my... <laughs> I just, next, I, I have to admit, there are years that I haven't done anything except ask my mum, hey, mum, what film? I trust her judgment that much, where I'm like, I'll just vote whatever she says. Hmm. Um, and go back a, to what I mentioned earlier, the color purple was phenomenal. It uh, was. And uh, I, I was surprised it didn't win. It was the most well, impacting movie I had seen since uh, I think I was a little girl. And there was one movie out. Um, I'll remember the name of it later. But anyway, it was, it was a heavy one. One of the complaints with The Color Purple is they didn't like a white director doing a black film. And so Spielberg, of oh, course, did, did The Color Purple. Job. Oh, my God. He did a great job. I know. But that was one of the complaints. Yeah, and it lost so, to Out of Africa. And it lost to Out of Africa. Mm. Who the fuck mm. remembers Out of Africa? <laughs> Everyone knows I, I The Color Purple. I remember the name. I saw it, but I can't. No, I don't. You're right. And when you think about it, what movies really impact on your life that you remember? I'm Did telling you, you it's, like when, it's, it's when Marissa Tomei won for my cousin Vinny. She shouldn't have won. You know, that was just a misspeak and they had to go with it. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's sticking up for my cousin Vinny. Um, yes. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Actually, all joking aside. comedic role win. You know, it happens very few. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, and comedies never go up but I would like to see the box office count and I think that we've gotten to a point that the Academy Awards have become Hollywood kissing its own butt and the public La buying La their way in to see Hollywood in the fishbowl yeah like La La, La Land <laughs> yes and that, is, that is celluloid butt in. kissing right there I swear to God if they miss with the Golden Globes I'm going to kill someone that's all we have left that's all we have left. Um, now I'm going to say when you've got when you've got such strong actors and actresses up, that's great. On the flip side, um, you know, costume design is up there. We've got documentaries up there. Do you know there is no awards for stunts? It's yeah, considered irrelevant. For years. There's there's no award for best stunts for for best stunts best action oh. performance basically. Stunt. Well, I speak at something get, called the. Pardon. Uh, I know a lot of what they perceive as their smaller awards um, 
are, no, 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 there, know, there is no award. There's something called the Diamond in the Raw Foundation, and I speak at their events sometimes, and I yeah. go to the Diamond in the War, uh, Raw Award Show, and they actually yeah. do something called the uh, Stunt Performers Award Show. They do their own award show, their own ceremony, because there is no award for Best Stunt Performer, Best Stunt Coordinator, etc. There is literally no award for stuntmen or women. I feel really bad about that, but as being a dancer, as long as they include the choreographer, I'm happy. I, I get that, but I, I got to say... <laughs> but I, I, I when, understand it. But when you there, think about all the parts... There is you, sound when, editing. When you follow the credit, it just There is on. sound editing. Come on. If you've got sound editing and sound mixing... Like, they're, they're doing sound. There is an award for the dude that makes a knocking sound. But the stunt mm. person doesn't get an award. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm going to ask you, so your pick is which you said, Mum? Axel Ridge. What Axel about you, Paul? Uh, of the nominated films, I agree with your mom, Axel Ridge. Okay, so I think it's going to be La La Land because I hate it and so does everyone else. No, no, that's, 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 that's the Vegas favorite is La La Land. Yeah, yeah that's, that's... I hate so, it. has a bit of baggage with it, so I don't know how... Uh, I'm surprised it was even nominated. What baggage? You know, uh, Mel Gibson directed it. Oh, yeah, that kind of kills uh, it. I thought by now they would have kind of forgiven him and moved on, and I'm Jewish and I should be complaining, but I've always <laughs> liked Mel Gibson. I just stay out of his politics. Well, he's kind of an anti-Semitic asshole. It's sort of hard to get past that. And a wife beater. But beyond that, (laughs) it's it's really hard to get past that. And he does have baggage. But I got to say, seriously, guys, La La Land, come on. We can do better. Yeah. Hey, well, I I go with talent is talent regardless of the reputation unless they're murdering people. I mean, I I don't know how to go there. I disagree. I, I, I think, fought for Michael Jackson my whole life. So what can I, know, I tell you? I know. You have a thing for pedophiles. I know. But the... Not <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The, um, I really don't I, believe it. I think there is a point in cases like Woody Allen. I won't go see a Woody Allen film. Okay. I, I get that. I get there, that. There's a point that it's not okay. And yeah, I feel I think that way that, about Rowan Polanski. Roman Polanski. Mm. I won't see a Roman Polanski film for the same reason. Uh, I won't watch anything that's got Bill Cosby in it now. The reality of the situation is we all have our own moral line. Um, I have problems with Mel Gibson, but that doesn't stop him from being talented. If he's directing it, I'd probably be more likely to see it than if he's acting in it. Yeah, he was nominated for Best Director this year. And and that's oh. it. I, I would be yeah. more likely to see it if he's directing it than acting in it. Um, because I think I like he himself, actor, he's yeah, a good really actor. You didn't listen. You didn't watch the video and listen to what he said. Clearly, because when he's acting like a psychopath mm. and you know mm. beating his new baby mama, and that's on video and it's on audio, and you can oh, see them behaving like that, it's very hard to watch them later. Yeah. But um, I could watch him being a director, no problem, because I don't have to look at him. So I guess it's easier to sweep that under the rug. But again, I'm not watching Roman Polanski. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> like it's, 
you know, it's, it's, it's your own moral line, and the box office, I think, reflects that. It reflects public well, opinion in a more real way than anything else does. I haven't heard anything about Mel, Mel really, since Passion of Christ. It's kind of like, to me, he went off the grid. No, he beat his girlfriend up after that. It was on television. Ah, he cheated on his okay. wife. Had, he had, like, seven kids with his wife, cheated on his wife, got another woman pregnant, then beat the other woman senseless. He's been he's been in plenty, but it's kind of more TMZ than film. Mm, I get it. Not a good place to be ah. in the acting world. Just saying. Um, but then again, Roman yeah. Polanski can't even come in the country. Do you have any picks for your animated? Animated, everyone. I know we've got about four minutes left. I am going to say in the animated films, guys, write in if you give me if you guess right. I will give you free ATV rides at Off-Road Reynolds in Palm Springs, California. Tell me who you think's going to win and why. The animated feature films are Kubo and the Two Strings, Mona, my, Moana. my life, Monona, Mono, Mono, whatever, Mona. Moana. My life, Moana, what mum said. Moana. My life is a zucchini, the red <laughs> turtle, yeah. and Zootopia. I think Zootopia, yeah, um, this is the one... <laughs> One area that the popular film is actually put in. Zootopia was huge. Yes, well, that's the one I'm thinking will probably take it. Unless they, the, uh, the one about the cucumber, though, was kind of a, a new one. I just didn't know how well it was received. Well, my kids haven't seen it, and Dev didn't recommend it, so I didn't watch it. Um, yeah, I haven't okay. seen it either. But uh, yeah. Kubo Zootopia. was wonderful. Kuma? Yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm-hmm. I gotta Mo, say, Moana, Mo, 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 God, we're butchering. Moana. Yeah, it was fantastic. Also. This, I think, yeah. is a better representation for the Oscars than any other part. When well, you look at, curious, pardon, Jungle. What's got me curious is Jungle Book. To me, is almost animated. It's and not. It's I mean, the animals. I mean, I don't know how yeah. they. What category? CG. Fits in. CG. It, it would go in computer. It's it would go in um, special effects, but I do have to say, I think that the animated feature films are a better, a more real representation because people don't make animated art films. So yeah, you've got a combination of ones that did well and ones that didn't, and you've got the blockbuster in there, which was Zootopia. So the I Red think Turtle that is, is a more real film. version. Pardon? The Red Turtle is pretty much an art film. Okay, well, you've got it next to Zootopia, and I think that's fair. Guys, we've come to the end of the show. Call out. What do you guys? What do you guys think is going to win Best Animated Feature? Mum, Paul. Zootopia. Best animated, uh, I, I, I'm pulling for Kubo. Okay, you're calling, pulling for Kubo. You're pulling for Zootopia, and both of you are in for Hacksaw Ridge. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah. when we come back next week, we are going to talk about who won the Oscars, uh, why I think La La Land should have lost, and if they won, you're going to hear a tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be talking about all things Hollywood. Thank you very, very much to Patty H. Morris. If you guys want to talk to her, find out what she's doing, where she's going, and all the uh, fun Hollywood stuff she's doing in between, you can find her on Facebook. Again, it's Patty H. Morris. And, of course, Paul Michael Bolin. You can find him. There's always a link to him on the show page, Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. Thank you very much, Patty. Thank you very much, Paul. We'll Thank see you, you next summer. week. 
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.